It's the Featured Players Podcast. Featuring your hosts, Bram Binderoff and Brendan Noel. Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Riggle. Welcome, everybody, to another installment of The Featured Players, the podcast that's medium hard. I am Brendan Noel, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Bram Benderoff. Bram, welcome back to the show. Brendan, uh, it's good to be back. It is good to be back, and also good to be back. Joining us for the second straight week, she is uh, our official Ladies Issues correspondent. She'll be joining us anytime a woman appears in a sketch. Beth Benderoff, how's it going? Hi, it's great. I'm happy to be back again. Well, it's it's good to have you two weeks in a row. I kind of demanded to be a guest. As the episode was going on, I just was like, I have to talk about this. (laughs) Well, not, I mean, not only are you a fan of Chance the Rapper, but I take it you were a fan of last night's episode. I was a huge fan of last night's episode. I really, I mean... I, I give it an A minus. Like I I it really was a good app. Great up. Yeah, I thought last night was the best episode of the season, and it's not even close. Like what no, do you yeah. think? Yeah, yeah, not even close. I totally agree with you. Every sketch um worked on all levels for me. It's like the the, the weak points were better than most sketches on a, a normal week. Like uh I think that there were only two that were well no, I really Oh, God, it was a good episode. I'm really excited to talk about it. Yeah, I'm running through the list of sketches, and I'm just, I'm not seeing one that I I really even no, dislike. No, there were none that I disliked. No, even if it was one I didn't like, there's certainly none here that I want to, like, say anything mean about, you know? <laughs> yes. I do, though. It's, this, this week, there was no uh, get woke with Tamika type incident. That's true. Brendan, Brendan doesn't have anything to go off on. That's good. No. There were no epic disasters last night. Far from it. Although I will say we're going to start with probably the weakest sketch of the night, which unfortunately tends to keep happening with cold opens this season, I think. Yeah. The, the WikiLeaks thing. Uh Basically, Don Jr. and Eric are are meeting up with uh, Julian Assange in this like underground parking garage to try and get information. And well, it's presented as this, I guess, this TV show called The Mueller Files. Yeah, I um, forgot about that. Oh my gosh, this intro required a lot of uh, exposition. Yeah, I there's guess. like Almost lots of Higgins voiceover happening. Yeah, and I I think that. Um, especially when it's the cold open, which is supposed to be the spot for like, what were we talking about this week Mm -hmm. politically? Uh, When you have to go almost like, it felt like a full minute of basically like introducing the players and the situation. It's like, maybe go back to the drawing board and re-examine like, is this really what we were talking about this week? Right. I was happy to not see Alec Baldwin. I... As was I. He yeah. doesn't want to be there, and which makes me not want to watch it. And so I, they aren't going to, I mean, he's just not going to be around that much. Uh, but I think Don Jr. and Eric, there was like a little switcheroo that happened in this episode where mm-hmm. two, you know, two characters who are traditionally on update, Don Jr. and Eric Trump, 
went to a sketch and had their legs seen. And then Jeff Sessions, Kate McKinnon's Jeff Sessions, went to update and had her legs hidden. Like it was like a switcheroo. Uh, Which I really, I thought that uh, I would really like to see Don Jr. and Eric in more like sketches. Yeah. Uh, I think that there's Mm -hmm. potential there. Uh, Julian Assange, I don't know why it had to be Kate to play Julian Assange. Like, I don't either. I mean, like, it's always funny to hear her do a voice, but like in this case, it was just kind of like, there are other people on the show, man. Um, but when you're having her, you know, playing against gender like three times or two, maybe it was just two, but several times in one night, it's like, I don't know though. I mean, if that's what she wants to do, if that's what she, if that's where she's feeling like excited about doing her job right now then okay but i just wish that maybe another person on the show could have played julian assange yeah i don't know i don't have a problem with her doing uh two gender swaps in one show well it's Um, certainly not that part that bothers me but it's just like the fact that kate is being used in ways that show listen she has immense range but if you're only fostering the talent of your person who is already Emmy winning, like mm-hmm. if you only focus on the Emmy winning cast members, then the other cast members, like once that person leaves, the show won't be as good. Yeah. Like that we know this because this is what happens with Saturday Night Live. But but I just I don't know. I just other people need to be in sketches like that. I think the thought there is is I think um, I think Alex Moffat would have been normally chosen to play Julian Assange just because he normally does mm, the accents. But he's Eric. But you know, yeah. Kate McKinnon is Julian Assange. It, it, it's kind of like a um, it's kind of a boring impression because you don't necessarily know what what Julian Assange. Yeah, not enough people. Like, not know enough people. Julian Assange. Yeah, but. You know, it was just a funny visual to see, like, Kate with the beard. We know that Jeff Sessions, that's an established impression. They, The people love it. Uh, yeah. Not not being able to see the legs, also great. <laughs> um, but, you know, to, to, um, to trade... To trade what, what Weekend Update characters are all about yeah. is hiding legs. To, tra- to hiding legs. To trade Baldwin's um, board doesn't want to be there. Trump for the fresh and, like, fairly new um mikey day and alex moffitt's uh eric and 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 junior well because (laughs) those characters have an angle that isn't just that isn't just uh direct quotes and direct copies of what a real person said like every time don jr hands eric something to keep him distracted and you see alex moffitt's face light up I mean, that's just good comedy, guys. Is there a is there a name for what that contraption was? That toy? I don't know. Like no. I I I I've like, seen them light up like hundreds thing. of you know like hundreds of times, and yet I don't know what they're called. It's the kind of thing that I see at like street fairs. I think it's called a light up wand thing, Brendan. <laughs> I think light it's actually what yeah, thing. I think so. <laughs> that's what the package <laughs> says. Yeah. I I like that. Um, yeah. 
I liked him. Kind of, he kind of struggled for a second to actually get it to turn on yeah. and light up. And I was wondering if he was actually not going to be able to make it happen. That would have been like, he probably just would. I, I think he could have played that off, but he, oh, he sure. never understands what to do with it until Mikey's like, no, you see, buddy, there's a button here. No, like, but Mikey, the, Mikey, like struggle with the button. He was fun dip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm saying like it was like my, when Mikey was telling him like you just got it just lights up, buddy. That's this whole thing. He was like struggling to actually get it to to work, and I just thought that yeah. was funny. um, yeah. The the element of of them being in a sketch inter- interacting with other political characters is is better to me than. But the issue is they have the same people playing. They've got to get Luke Knoll or like they've got to start. If he does any impressions at all, they've got to get on it, man. Like, if he yeah. can play a politician, they have to expand who they have playing politicians. Because if it's always Mikey, Alex, and Kate, they can't always be in sketches together, you know, with the different pairings. It it limits options. There's Sarah There's Sarah Huckabee yeah, Sanders. Yeah, there is Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I always forget about her. She's, AD has done her, like, not that much, but, mm. uh, like... It's a good impression. So. Only a couple times. Did Mikey, yeah. Day, did Mikey Day do Roy Moore? Yeah. Okay, so there's that again. Uh, yes, he did. I yeah. mean, it's really, it's often Mikey, Alex, or Kate. Yeah. Well, I think what you like, what Beth, you were trying to say about how it like it's too many things for Kate McKinnon. Like, I think a good way to put it is, if this was Kristen Wiig, if Kristen Wiig was playing both of those characters, we would say like this is ridiculous. The show is over relying yeah. on Kristen Wiig. They think she's much better than she right. actually is. And I get what you're saying, especially because there was really nothing memorable for me about the Assange impression. And I I think Julian Assange, like once upon a time, was played was. by Bill I Hader, mentioned it. Like, several years ago. That was the ago. first thing I mentioned. He has a really I, I, good uh, impression. Yeah, I still remember the the sketch where he was talking about how he was going to, like, you know, website by website hack into everything. And, you know, Netflix. Netflix. Have yes. you seen the full season of Hanging with Mr. Cooper? You're about Amazing. to. Amazing. Love it. Great impression. Yeah. But, I mean, with when Kate was doing it, it really was just, I don't know if it was the context of the sketch and the fact that Julian is not the funny thing in the sketch. Like, I, I don't know what it was, but something about it, like, something about that was really bothersome to me. And I don't know. I just, but again, anything to not have to see Trump. Yeah. Oh, and like from the very first joke of, you know, I told Eric to honk if he gets scared. And then two seconds later, the car honks. It became pretty apparent that they were going to go all in on the, the classic Eric. Oh my God. Brendan. Help me remember the lines when, when he says, uh, what is his name? Julian Assange. And he says, Ricky Lakes. Oh my God. Ricky Lakes. Yeah. Ricky, Ricky Lakes becomes Ricky Did Lakes. Did not get a laugh. But, but no, Juilliard Massage is what yeah. he calls. <laughs> but Ricky Lakes did yeah. not get a laugh. Which is wild. No, Cause that's such a good joke. <laughs> Who does he work for? Ricky oh, Lakes. the very, speaking of not getting a laugh, the very like first joke of the sketch about uh, where um, Don Jr. says, you know, like, oh, not quite as secure as sliding into my yeah. Twitter DMs. And he makes like a, a really big point of hitting that line and the Gives audience just nothing. like is in stony silence. Yeah. And I thought like, ooh, maybe we should all just abandon this and just say live from New York and we'll move Live. on. Oh, I literally willed, Live from I willed New York. that into, yes. uh, into existence last week. Because, yeah, really? well, 
I and see right now I don't even remember who said live from New York last week. But oh it was uh Kate it was just I Kate. guess it was Kate as yeah, Jeff well, Sessions. Uh, yeah. Well I was talking about how I wish in these times that there would have been like, I wish that there would have been something at the end there since it was just Kate. I wish she would have said something like live from New York, stop assaulting women or like whatever. Like I just wished for something. And I was saying like, it has been so long since anybody has broke from the script. Like sometimes you just have to make a joke out of it. Blah, blah, blah. Like I was really feeling that. And then when Alex said, live from new york i immediately rewound it like i was immediately had to see it again because i was so excited yeah i i would i would describe myself as an snl purist although i would i i do feel like the live from new york line i like when they break off from it and stuff it's like it doesn't um, even the last happen one every I episode can... but when it does happen it's memorable and i think people take note of oh, it, it. And the last time I remember it happening, it's probably happened more recently, but I remember when Sudeikis was doing Romney, he was going to be like, and there's that line that always starts the show. Hey, New York, yes. let's start the show. I forgot about that. And it's amazing. And probably they've done one yeah, more recently I, than that, but that's, but, that's but the last not, time. And I also remember like, uh, no. And I also remember Borat do it saying uh, live from New York, home <laughs> of the Jew. There are some like real classics. Like, uh, I have talked ad nauseum about my love of when Eddie Murphy hosted while being a cast member and mm. says live from New York, it's the Eddie Murphy show. Yes. I love that. I think that that was uh, true. I think it was appropriate. I yeah. Think, like, I... <laughs> that's, that's why it's, stu- <clears throat> that's why it's stung so bad. <laughs> Everybody that's why everyone mad. in the cast was so mad. Yeah. But I love it. I think that that is an iconic moment in SNL history. And I, uh, well, like, okay, speaking of, like, that legacy of, like, kind of what Eddie Murphy brought to the show, um, what a good episode for SNL's, like, people of color cast members. Like, even even Melissa got to play somebody like actually lit like clearly latina like yeah it was leaning a little yeah the air that was very stereotype cool. but for the purpose of driving the point home and that made me so happy i raised my fists in the air and yelled yeah because i it's when does that happen on Saturday Night Live? The answer is never unless it's literally white people and it's literally racist. <laughs> Like, yeah, almost, almost never. I was um, so excited. I guess she played, she played Ariana Grande a couple yeah. of weeks ago, and even that, it's like the fact that it was a Hispanic character is not really yes. the point. It exactly. was a celebrity impression, and so. so I'm like, well, and Ariana Grande, she thinks she's a lot of things, but she's Italian. She's a white girl. <laughs> oh, that's she's true. Like, that's true. Yeah, she's. Yeah something i love her beautiful voice but come on ariana grande we all see it we talked about how uh, melissa played um a latina character in a trump's cold open like like one of the um, one of the press conference sketches oh we'll see i don't I think, even I think remember that Brandon, i think I you block out all i think trump. you predicted it would happen and then it happened um oh yeah because um 
or was it one of the yeah. debates? Like there was an audience member who was a Latina woman. So I thought like, oh, okay, well, so right. Melissa will play that character. Yeah. I basically forgot. Oh yeah, I've legitimately blocked all of them from my memory. And I have no mm-hmm. desire to revisit them. So it was them yeah. knowing that um, this was going to be end the Trump, and then it never ended. <laughs> it's not so yeah, unfortunate. It's, yeah. They really like. They really oh. put their their eggs in a basket by hiring Alec to do Trump, and it makes me laugh a lot. I just, man, what a year it's been. <laughs> R.I.P. Daryl Heyman. They put all they put they put all of their eggs in the in the Baldwin basket, and then Baldwin turned around and took those eggs and literally, egged the well, and kind of with good reason. Listen, I kind of feel for Alec on this, and I don't feel for Alec on many things. But he thought he was getting himself into one thing, you know, with his Six four weeks children or however, five oh. now. Like, yeah, he thought yeah. he was getting himself into something. And then it turned out he was getting himself into possibly an entire administration because no one thought he'd win. And they thought that they were signing up for four years of Kate playing Hillary. Like, that's what they thought. And yet here we are. And... Alex bummed about having to do it. They burned a bridge kind of with Daryl Hammond because of it. Like they, it spawned Anthony, uh, Atamanek getting the president show. Like yeah. so much happened because of their decision. Mm-hmm. And now Alec Baldwin is just sad. He's a sad man contractually yeah. obligated to play Donald Trump. Like it sucks. Well, if you, if you had to predict, um, how many time? How many more times this season do you think we will see Baldwin? Three, probably at least five or six. I disagree. Hmm. I think I I lean closer to the kind of five number. I think three is is a little low, but I also think that even <laughs> well, five honestly, is like way down. This it, it depends season. on where Trump's story goes. Because because that's uh, true. It's kind yeah. of unpredictable in that sense because for all we know. Uh, the other the you know the other shoe could seriously drop with the Mueller investigation next week and then it's all trump for the rest of the season because impeachment trials are happening or whatever like i don't know how this is going to go down mm-hmm. but i um well, i would prefer the less the better <laughs> not because i it's it's me it's too not, and at this point it isn't anything against alec necessarily it's it's where I'm at with the show and what I want from SNL in this time. I just, I don't think that SNL needs to be another voice adding to like Trump's voice. I just think that the auxiliary people, you know, the people who aren't Trump are the characters that they need to be focused on. And that's all I can hope for. For Alex's sake and for mine. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and like last season, it's I think he was appearing in like two out of every yeah. three shows. So it's kind of hard. I, I think it's impossible for it not to be lower than right. last season's if commitment. You, if you assume so. that there are three episodes in December, which I'm going to say, yeah, probably. Um, yeah. I think a solid guess is that he'll be in one of them. And it will probably it, I think that's probably be the next fair. one. I don't think, yeah, like you can't yeah. do all shows. It kind of, and he never did, but yeah. But no. he was doing close to it. I yeah. guess, 
I mean, last season of SNL, I was skipping most mm-hmm. cold opens. I was zoning out yeah. during them. But... <laughs> no, they became kind of endlessly repetitive, repetitive. Exactly. Which, I mean, maybe I'm the one who's repetitive because I complain about this all the time. Oh, trust me. If you think you're being repetitive, we do this show every <laughs> week. This is episode 34. Wow. Episode number 30, 34 weeks. We are, we are approaching that solid 44 episode two season yeah. syndication mark. You guys are going to make it. classic mark. Yeah, that'll be this season, I think. We, we Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. We're, yeah, we're not even. We're not even yeah, in the new year. Might, might miss a finale or so. <laughs> um, yeah. We might take another three month hiatus in the middle yeah, of the yeah, season, like last year. He's unfair. <laughs> Ch- Chance the rapper oh, monologue. What a joy! Good song. When he came out and he did a little dance move, and he looked so fancy. He got a haircut for this. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I, well, Bram, you said it was a good song. Like, I thought so too. And yet also this morning, I don't. Like, no, I don't remember it. I remember, I remember uh, the song that came later, but. I remember him kind of forgetting the words and just, just kind of laughing. laughing to himself at, that he was. Yeah, it, it was, was very, cute. it was. If I cute. play it now, I'll be like, oh, this is a good this is good. Like he's, you know, showing his talent. And yeah. A lot of it, like regardless of any word jumbles he had, and there were a couple. And the cast like, is there. I, I, he, he was so charismatic and like so overjoyed to be there. And I just, he's just a guy who everything he does, I felt this when we saw him live too. Like everything he does, he just looks thankful. Like he just looks excited and like, in the moment like he just I, I was really thrilled getting to watch him do an snl monologue and it's fun because you definitely you know he had a pretty heavy hand in writing that he had to have uh yeah which is something that was really special about this episode because uh as recently as when he was on jimmy fallon on on wednesday he had three sketches that were ostensibly going to make it in the show that he wrote. And I don't know, of course, what of them did or didn't make it in. But if I had to guess, besides obviously him helping to write the monologue, if I had to guess, oh, oh, I found out also that he apparently wrote them with Donald Glover, these sketches. So, so I'm assuming it was at least the Batman one was his. I'm guessing. Yeah, I just from little bits I've heard he had a hand in uh, the Batman and also when he was the um, the NHL uh, oh, announcer. Oh, cool! That's awesome. Or the, the like the side wow, I didn't. Reporter. I wouldn't have expected that. Was that was apparently also. That's amazing. Yeah, that was that. That was an idea he brought. That's with amazing. Him, that, I, I am all about that. I I love when hosts come with stuff that they want to do. Like I I think that. Mm-hmm. Because if you're coming to play, like if you're really coming to to do it, then most of the time that's how people are going to go into it with ideas of their own. Whether or not they make it into the show, you know, usually they don't. (laughs) 
usually host ideas don't make it in, which is fine. That's the process. Yeah, of usually. Usually host ideas are, uh, you know, like when Tina Fey will talk about oh Paris God, Hilton yes. coming on the show and her being like, I want to play Jessica Simpson because she's fat. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> Donald Glover, though, that's that's crazy. I wonder, what, I wonder if his name was credited at yeah. the end. I didn't look. The oh, credits were cut right. off. That's right. They were. Because he gave a nice little speech. So I guess. Andy Stanley on there afterwards? Yes. Yeah, they had to get they had to rush themselves to some Andy Stanley. Um, I would guess that he wasn't credited. If I had to guess, I would say he wasn't. I assume no, yeah. Um The Good Nights I think are put online like in full, oh, so I might I might turn on my my VPN and, and try yeah, and find them on Hulu or something. Uh yeah. and let us know because I'm interested. But yeah, I uh this was like, I, I love big, dumb music monologues. I, I like, I, especially when cast members sing too. Like, I think that that's my favorite, like holiday SNL trope. It's usually Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Cause I was thinking about Jimmy Fallon's monologue when he hosted in 2011. Speaking of singing, uh, Unfortunately, we cut off Brendan doing, in uh, a wheelchair. doing uh, I'm a Ding Dong Daddy from Dumas. From from Nathan for you. Brendan, yeah, you want to okay. revive that then this Hold week? on. Let me explain <laughs> before this performance that Brendan has no chance of getting out of. Contractually um, obligated to do. <laughs> me, 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 um, me, me. I uh, did the boys a favor. <laughs> And I edited the last episode of the featured players and I am a mean editor. I cut out, we recorded two hours and 10 minutes and the final cut was one twenty. So whoops. I, I, there were like these, cause we just, we're doing way better in this episode than we have ever done when I've been on of staying on subject. Yeah, we dove right in, it which is never happened. Never happens. We, which is makes it obvious that it was a good episode of SNL because we are all excited to talk about it, and that's not usually the case. Brendan, remember when we would do an episode and yeah. it would be like we would talk about shows that were like on, and then we would start talking about SNL like the one hour mark. <laughs> yeah, that happened in our premiere. It took us an hour to actually yeah. get to the show. Now that was partly because like right. stuff that happened over the summer, like there were changes and things to talk about but that is definitely true there are some weeks where we'll spend the first 20 minutes to half, half an hour of the show but it, talking about yeah, it speaks on to whether or not the episode was was like do you watch Smilf? something to care about or not do you watch it i've still not watched <laughs> smilf i have one more to watch I haven't watched Smilf. I have not watched White Famous. Oh, no, I, I am either. watching Shameless. You're watching Shameless? <sighs> Shameful. Yes, Shameless just just Why renewed are you for doing season that to nine. Yourself, in the in the credit, well, you can ask me that about a lot of different shows. But in in the in the defense of Shameless, Shameless. I don't watch the show and hate it this year, and I don't question why every storyline is happening. So, so you're, so, so, but here's my question. Is that because the show is doing well or is that because you care less? Or both? Um, 
Probably a bit of both. I think the storylines are objectively less bad, and also my expectations are sufficiently right. lower. I mean, Brendan, I can't talk because I watched so... an entire, a whole episode by episode season of American Horror Story, which has never happened. I have never cared. Yes, you guys both. Yeah, my first it, time you? finishing a season, and we since, did it since like the third season, I think. I gave Ryan Murphy my time. Okay. Yeah, no, never. So I'm just, well, I can't, I can't judge story. you for continuing to watch Shameless when I did that. <laughs> well, and also, like, it's just, it's such an easy watch. It's such a digest, even if for like a premium cable hour, it's very That's digestible. I it have is still like, not given it, it is still time at all. I mean, I agree that it's digestible. Yeah. I watched six and a half mm-hmm. seasons, I think, probably. Um, I, yeah. Well, sh- I was Shameless is a, was a legitimately great show yeah. at one time. Shameless is like pretty good in its first two seasons, becomes like really good in the third season, and Emmy Rossum really gets a chance to shine. And then in the fourth season, the show really abandons all of its pretenses of comedy and becomes just a miserable yeah. drama where everyone is in pain and on the verge of death. And in, like that was a top 10 show for me that year. And then it immediately lost the thread and every single season is trended downward. And last year they did like last year they made two seasons because they they flipped it with Homeland and they got rushed back oh. into production. And I was like, oh, that's not going to do the show any favors. And boy, I didn't, didn't know it. that. Well, I yeah, yeah, yeah. So I liked I liked the show when it was when it was like super dark. Um, but then I realized that with me quitting Shameless meant I really have nothing that I'm watching on Showtime besides kind of giving Smilf a chance. Like, I dropped out of the affair because it was too slow. I only watched season one. Um, Homeland I dropped out of you know, after season three, I think, or four. Me, me as, as well. Actually, I stopped watching Homeland at the end of last season because they killed oh. off Quinn. So I signed on to that Hollywood <laughs> Reporter or ad that everyone paid out of. Not hashtag, not my uh-huh. Homeland. <laughs> But it's just in that that it, actually um, happened. And I read an article actually, uh, maybe not an article, maybe it was a Twitter thread about how about how Showtime. There's there's no distinction anymore. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's very difficult. There is, dude. Especially, especially not not with 280 yeah, characters. Like, I read things like, was it an article? Was it a Twitter thread? Was it a blog? I don't know. Twitter threads are like long now. Um, I read an article. Actually, it was a yeah. GIF. They feel long, but in reality, they're not long. But anyway, it was it, it was about how Showtime didn't have um, like a hit now, and they need to find one soon. And it seems like mm-hmm. next year they have a lot of things starting uh, that seem like it could be a big deal. Like um, Bill Clinton, uh, he wrote a book that was immediately adapted into a Showtime series. I think it's like called the president is missing. So he's going to have, I think it's called, I think it's called <laughs> so, Smilf. <laughs> so in this time, in this time, in this climate, I hope that that finds its way to the trash can. I know it won't cause he's Bill Clinton, <laughs> but in this time, in this moment in history, I just wish that even he would not be given, you know, like anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, Justice for all. <laughs> yeah. Ben Stiller is directing a, a and, prison and, 
drama. Yeah. For Showtime? Oh, okay. I was just about to say something really dumb. Go ahead. I was going to say, <laughs> say it. until it's revealed he raped someone. But... Ben Stiller? Yeah. <laughs> I hope that I hope to <laughs> my my opinion on the Bill Clinton. I hope thing, to God that Ben Stiller is a wonderful man. I really do. I, I've heard a lot about um, Bill Clinton, but <laughs> I feel like more if he if he was like a serial um, offender, I think we oh, found, he kind of he was. We would have found out more at this um, time. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't okay. know, man. He like I think his victims were out like and have been out for a very long time, mm. you know, like since the nineties. Well, did you see Little Fockers? <laughs> I would say he's a serial offender. Oh <laughs> Bram is a serial offender, as in boxes of the breakfast. He offends. Oh, I didn't know if you were talking about the uh, the podcast hosted by Sarah Koenig. Yeah, he goes to where that is recorded, and he just yells mean things. I assume it's Chicago. Anyway, back to Showtime. <laughs> it's just sad because, like, yeah, nobody nobody really was watching anything on Showtime anymore, and yet now, like, Shameless did its best premiere number in like five years. So when they announced that it was going to be renewed for a ninth season, I was Zachary. just like, well, what are they going to do? Nine. Like it's yeah. Showtime is it's the kind bad. of thing where if they find a hit, they're gonna be like, "We need to get at least seven or eight seasons out of this." Shameless is at nine. Like I couldn't care less about billions. Like so many dads watch that show. Like my dad watches yeah. it, and oh, it's not. Dad. My brother messaged me. My brother messaged me out of the blue like a couple of days ago to tell me that Ray Donovan is apparently like completely reinvented Ooh, itself. That's a lie. Season. My uncle loves it though. And so is my dad. <laughs> yeah. All the dads love Ray Donovan. It's a dad show. I I wish they would do a, like an advertising just campaign. Just specifically. All the dads, dads love Ray Donovan. Da- and it's and, just a bunch of guys and the in dads, balance shoes and the dads watching Ray Donovan. tell their uh, nephews and sons that, see, this is a good show. I, I know a young person who watches this show. See, young people watch this show. It's a young show. <laughs> That's what my uncle said to me. Just like, just like my this dad like, tried to convince me about Zoo on CBS. Oh my gosh! Oh Zoo! I I can't believe I I never got roped Brendan, into Zoo. Brendan, have you seen the Rampage trailer? Oh my god! Oh Brendan! No, I haven't. But I remember playing the Rampage video game when I was a kid because it was before September 11th, and that was acceptable. <laughs> I have never thought of that. that well, really, way. it was. You're I, right. I remember playing that game on the PS1. I loved the PS1, man. And yeah, like the terrible graphics. And yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like 1999 you or 2000. Really, you have and... to watch the trailer after this, though. It's it's okay. unbelievable. Um, Let's get back to it. Get back to it? Yeah. Nice little 15-minute diversion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For old time's sake. Guys, this is... This is apropos of nothing, but how excited are we for Myers Family oh, Thanksgiving? Always excited. Oh, they're having that uh, next week? Always. So, That's it. on Thursday. Yeah. Um, it's on Thursday. I'm hoping yeah. for tons of stories about the baby and photos. It's still delayed. Still the half an hour late. 
Yes, it will. It will still be because delayed, of you. So. We extend our Pat- uh, our late night recording by one hour, and it really has made everything a lot easier. We have two hours of Stuff Myers now on Thursday, or no, all of them actually. Yeah, I'm glad. It, I, this, it's great. Why? Why I did the public? Service it's so announcement. sad when like th- there's truly nothing sadder than clicking on to a late night and seeing Fallon still doing a show, and realizing that it, that the recording's off. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. And child hunger. Those two things are both very, very sad. Yeah, I would say it's like yeah. famine number one and then like yeah. a little bit behind it is I Fallon. Agree. Famine and a Fallon. <laughs> Good, very appropriate. The new NBC yeah. game show. It is. We're sorry for your loss, Jimmy Fallon. Ooh, we love you. <laughs> Should we talk about the next sketch from Saturday Night Live last night? Okay. Uh, It's the Wayne Manor Thanksgiving. Beck Bennett is Bruce Wayne uh, hosting uh, Thanksgiving for uh, basically the underprivileged. And it turns out that, uh, like in society, uh, Bruce Wayne's Batman as a, a... seeker of criminal justice is uh overplaying his hand a little bit in terms of uh racial injustices batman uh doesn't know it but he's a little racist apparently he uh chance's character says that he broke his best friend's jaw in two places just for stealing a tv that's excessive Mm -hmm. i laughed oh me too it's so so good um and and the the kind of like anchoring line every time another person you know comes to the conversation of uh, you guys talking about Batman, yeah. man, we got to do something about him. That's amazing. Like it was such a good anchoring line for every single one of them to say, and uh, it got a big laugh every time somebody said it. I loved it. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt with breaking news. And I know we got really off topic, but I just think this is like an interesting moment to capture for posterity. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor is okay, a Well, see, we were just talking about it. Literally before we came into the Zencaster, uh, we were talking about, I said, Bram, how are, how are, like, I wonder how involved Jeffrey Tambor was with season five of Arrested Development because they just wrapped a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know the answer. I don't know how involved he was. I don't know. But I I knew that they were, quote unquote, plotting a way forward without Jeffrey Tambor for Transparent. But the fact that it's official is pretty amazing. Um, I have been a fan of Jeffrey for my entire life. I remember very distinctly the first time I saw him on something and it was in Three's Company. Uh, and... I really mm. love him. I really have always respected him. And this is pretty heartbreaking for me. And, but bring out the creeps, man. <laughs> I like the uh, necessary, necessary fall. Yeah, bring it, bring out your dad. Do you have any more details on that? Um, it says uh, he is leaving transparent, blaming politicized atmosphere wow. for his I exit. Mean, okay. <laughs> All right, Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, see that respect the that respect needle just kind of dip a little more. 
I how sad, but also how happy uh, that that things are happening, things are changing. That's like saying he won't be on a show anymore because he. That's like saying like this is too PC for me. Like, yeah, <laughs> which is crazy because of everything Here's, Transparent you've... has done and all of the topics it has covered. Yeah, this is a, b- a bizarre quote. This is this is Jeffrey yeah. Tambor's statement. Playing more Fefferman on Transparent has been one of the greatest privileges and creative experiences of my life. What has become clear over the past weeks, however, is that this is no longer the job I signed up for four years ago. I've already made clear my deep regret if any action of mine was ever misinterpreted by anyone as being aggressive, but the idea that I would deliberately harass anyone is simply and utterly untrue. Given the politicized atmosphere that seems to have afflicted our set, I don't see how I can return to Transparent. Wowie, wowie, wowie. I mean... That is a, I'm sorry if you were offended. Yeah, what a bad, bad statement. What a dumb thing to say. Well, all right, fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) What does he mean? Like, So what else do we think about the Way Manor sketch? Really good, man. Um, We, what a good night for Chris Red. I think Chris Red was a featured player MVP of the night. He was finally getting to do non-impression uh characters and was getting huge laughs in the three things that he has like you know major pieces of dialogue in the Wayne Manor sketch the uh the boys to men Barack sketch and then the uh oh my gosh what is the rap group it's uh soul crush yeah I can't remember what the yeah, I, I only remember uh, Keenan's character was like yes, Grand Wizard Karate. So <laughs> and he wears like <laughs> we'll get to it. It's amazing. We'll get to that. But but seriously, yeah. good job, Chris Red, in this episode. He is very funny in this in in the Wayne Manor sketch. Uh, he, but even Keenan was really on his game too. Yeah, like I was saying in the, in the monologue when Keenan mm-hmm. is zooming around in that. Uh, yeah in that scooter yeah. oh yeah so yeah good. power scooter i thought he was gonna drive yeah. off the he stage at the like end. he was he was just he was really barely he did, he did yeah. a full um, circle behind chance yeah a man like we've talked before <laughs> about how like the kind of the belief now that if keenan leaves the studio snl explodes like or if uh, reverse if keenan leaves snl the studio explodes um yeah. And yet here we are. He he has been on the show for forever, and yet he a night still has nights like last night yeah. when he kills the game. Uh, he most episodes he does though. Most episodes, yes, yes, yes. But what I mean is, last night was I think, in my opinion, a particularly good showcase for Keenan. Um, but that's the thing when when you have um, when you have a person of color uh, host. Yeah, if you have a black host, then they're gonna they're gonna want to elevate the black cast members. That's yeah. just thankfully and that's how what, it happens. And that's what happened here, and that's how we could finally see Chris Red like actually doing um, really breakout stuff that's unusual for a featured performer um, by like November. Like, well, this is the time that like you should see something. And so yes, we're seeing it of, exactly. we're seeing it of Chris Red. We're seeing it of Heidi. And of course we're not seeing it of Luke Null. <laughs> Which he made, he made, I think Luke made probably three appearances of the night in the night. And they were all super brief once in the monologue. I don't remember any of them. The classroom sketch and. Cool. Okay. 
maybe I'm wrong that there was a third. Do you know, Brendan? I was just about to ask what the third one was because I'm struggling to think of a... Um, But but anyway, I... uh, Those are interchangeable appearances. Well, they are because they both were like three seconds long. And I don't think he would have gotten on SNL if he didn't have some characters, if he didn't have some impressions, if he didn't have something. So where's it at? When are we going to start seeing it? I want to see it. Especially, again, especially if he is another dude who can play political characters, they've got to get on it. Yeah. It's time. It's November. It's <laughs> November's almost over. November is yeah. over. Oh, for yeah. The show. It is gone. Wow. It's, 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 it's December. December. Second. Goodness gracious. So, yeah, it's like they really, they got to either they get on it and put him in some sketches or he gets fired, you know? Like, that's the sad truth. Yep. And, you know, I think by Christmas, it kind of felt like the writing was on the wall for Rednitsky. Oh, and uh, especially given how prominent, like, Chris Red with a really good showing tonight. And then we thought that um, Heidi was probably the MVP of the two weeks yeah. prior to that. That it's like, it's not, it's not just that he's not getting anything on. It's that the other two are. Right. Well, and out of every class of featured players, there are going to be the ones who break out and there are going to be the ones that, that don't, you know, not everybody is suited for SNL. Like you have your Rudnitskis. Like he left SNL and immediately got a movie with Reese, Reese Witherspoon. Like, what is that? Like SNL isn't for everybody. CBS pilot too. Yeah. SNL just isn't for everybody. And that's fine. If Luke Knoll doesn't do well on it, he'll go do other stuff. And that's cool. But like, I'm excited that to see. Pilot went oh, nowhere, right? right? It was Shonda. It was Shonda comedy. Pilot. Okay. I'm excited to see yeah. oh, the yeah. ones who are ABC, showing promise. So. I'm really excited to see them grow. I really, I expect, I just expect Heidi to especially be a, a female cast member who stays on for the long haul. Yeah, I, I hope she's the next Vanessa Bayer for sure. That's a good comparison. Somebody who like she starts off a little quietly, but like you always remember yeah. why she's there. And then by the end of the show, like you can't imagine Vanessa. it without her. I'm I'm sad all over again about remembering she's not there, guys. They're gonna have to do Totino's. They're not gonna be able to do Totino's. Oh my gosh, that was so. I for gosh, how sad. Do you think Vanessa Bear could host this season? season? I hope so. Eventually, I really do. Yeah, I hope that they give her that chance. She's so great. Um. And Bar Mitzvah Boy better be there when she does. I, I for still my think own I still think Seth should host a December episode. He deserves it at this point. When Seth, listen, Fallon hosted Late Night for two years before he got to host uh, SNL. Yeah. So I'm. It's time. Yeah. <laughs> it's time. Give Seth the hosting gig. It's time. I know what you guys are saying. I just, I, the reason I'm not so like gun ho about it. Cause again, I just like, I, I have no desire to like see Seth Meyers. Oh, but I work. do Brendan. <laughs> and, and also it's like, what's the point of bringing Seth Meyers back? If we're going to have Seth Meyers on an episode of Saturday night live where weekend update is hosted by Colin yeah, but, and Michael. Oh, that's true. It was easier to bring in old people when Seth was still doing it. Ugh. Yeah. Like when Amy hosted and mm-hmm. Seth was still there doing update, it was very really? easy to just, you know, do, you take you do two jokes with Seth, then you segue into really with mm-hmm. Seth and Amy, and then she stays around for the rest. We could of it. drop this stream of yours and just let him do sketch work, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this like two weeks ago. Well, 
Yeah, we Graham did. And I we really about did. It last night yeah. of me, like Seth impressions were never Seth's game, and like, that's like that was just. I was talking to Bram last night about how I think Seth is really good at impressions and shows that on his show. Like he does voices for tons. He does of a really good. He does Mike a really Pence. good Lindsey Graham. <laughs> Like sure. an absurd, ridiculous yeah. Lindsey Graham impression. Um, but when Seth was on the show, he was with a couple of like really good impressionists. And so I think he, he felt his impressions mm-hmm. when he first started were less than because of that. And so I think I think that he didn't have confidence in his sketch work, which to me is insane. Because I remember Seth in sketches, like not necessarily impressions, but like other sketches where he was funny he was good and i mean he comes from a sketch background but then he just turned out to be the perfect weekend update anchor and it kind of overshadowed everything we knew about him before you know what i mean like he really grew into oh for sure the ideal well it's why his monologue on his show works so well sitting down because he just is very good at the kind of comedy that Weekend Update requires, and now that he has put into his monologue and into a closer look. I'm just going to do a little plug here. Um, um, what? Me and Beth saw Sharpay today, and this oh. is a plug for Sharpay Dogs on the Wrinkly Ones. What? That wasn't the plug. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> Late Night with Seth Meyers has a podcast. Oh yeah, and Mike by Mike Shoemaker. Oh, Mike I Shoemaker listened to that. And Seth Meyers recorded a fir- a one year anniversary of the podcast, and in which they discussed the decision of uh, sitting down and why they were so resistant to the sitting down at first. And that's quite interesting. I recommend that. Yeah, that was a that was a great podcast, and you guys should definitely listen to that. And I, I, I do like that. I like that. I think I was one of the people who gave them shit for a long time about going back to his comfort zone. So it was nice to hear that they that they knew that we were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to retract a statement and, and what I said that I'm not I'm not interested in Seth Meyers sketch work because I'm realizing that I don't mean that. And I, I also I do like when the uh, the odd time they do like a tape bit on late mm-hmm. night with Seth Meyers. But I didn't. I, did, I never hated any of the sketches he did. You know, even I, I was occasionally amused when he and Seth and uh, Amy Poehler would do uh, the couple I who should love be divorced. The, the zingers. The zingers. Zinger. Yeah. Zinger. Is that what their no, name no, no, was? No, that was a different one. It's a different one. The zinger was a guy who did oh, zingers. Okay. Yeah. And I love it. Oh, I, I don't, I don't oh, remember Brendan, that. Oh, Brendan, you should look that up. That is some of Seth's silliest SNL work. That's his most recurring character, I think. Okay. And the host would come in and he no, would be I like... No, I thought the couple who should be divorced was his most recurring character. They did that quite a bit. Hmm. And I love it. <laughs> I, like, it makes perfect sense, like, watching them together that, that they would go on to be, like, really good co-anchors together because their chemistry in those, even though those are crazy sketches, their chemistry is so good. Yeah, it's it's off the charts wow. what are who's the current cast members who what is happening on current seasons of saturday night Live? <laughs> i just want to think about <laughs> seth meyer's taste <laughs> <laughs> on on current seasons of saturday night live including the one that's airing right now including in the episode that aired last night uh come back barack oh just great killer um, 
Just, I mean, yeah. me and Beth were having brunch earlier and they were showing this on the TV. Yes, uh, they were showing oh, it on really? CP24. Yeah. Oh, not not surprising that this is the thing that people yeah, are talking Im- about. Immediately uh, huge. Uh, I mean, the second, like another great Chris Red appearance. Yeah. And we watched this Hilarious. three times, I think. Yeah, and, we did. Uh, just a, like a very, very direct R&B there are some like real R&B tropes in here that I'm a big fan of. It's it's a baby comeback song, which I love a good like real R&B baby comeback song. And I especially love the different like you have Chance the Rapper out there. Like he's obviously has like a beautiful singing voice and is clearly the lead singer. And then you have Keenan who does a spoken section uh that is made me laugh so hard and then the way that chris red is singing Mm. is something that i can clearly remember sitting in a taco bueno in my hometown of ardmore oklahoma hearing a song over the speaker like with my family hearing my parents like a song over the speaker and my parents being like oh my gosh, when people sing like this, it drives me insane. And like complaining about that type of R&B singing. And so it just made me laugh so hard when he, what does he say? I cry. I cry. I cry. It's so good. Um, Yeah. And then the, it's a classic, uh, it's, it's a classic surprise when you realize they're singing about Barack Obama and it, yeah, this works on every level. You know, to Keenan's like the production Barack, was so good. We, we got yeah, rain. We we we, no, we got um we got two hundred candles for you. Yeah. Uh, Trump doesn't even have a yeah. dog. So um, many candles. There was lots of great lines in this. Keenan one. throws a bouquet of roses at a wall, which is yeah. a classic music video. Like, oh my gosh, to show you're brokenhearted. It's so good. But this is actually a direct sequel to um, what well, we had last. Well, I would last, call it direct. Last season. Yeah, I wouldn't. I like, would. Yeah, like I think fun, indirect. More. It's like a cousin. What was to, that one called? Well, it was basically like a goodbye um, Barack Obama sketch. Yeah. Because it was in December. It was I right before the. I know the. What, I know what you were talking also, about. It was Chance the Rapper, Keenan, yeah. and I think Jay. Okay, I think so. Is that right? Hmm. hmm. It could be. He was on that Casey Affleck show, so. It was another Barack pun. It was like, look it up. Let me see. But anyway, I wouldn't call it a direct sequel, but it's definitely like their cousins. Uh, Barack the Halls. No. No? No. That's definitely not right. Doesn't say rap. Last anyway, Christmas, last Christmas, Barack. Um, Barack, yeah, yeah. Okay. I like whenever whenever something on SNL is supposed to be from the '90s, and they remember to crop it for four by three. Oh, what a detail! That. I didn't notice that. Wow. Yeah. Like they did that. They did that also where they did last year. Um, where in the world is Kellyanne Conway? <laughs> yeah. They did that too, and I was just like, I appreciate that this is in in. Yeah, it's, in that's really screen. specific. My yeah. favorite transition was the uh, the teardrop Oof. on Chris Red turning into like the, the transition of them in the rain. 
Did you see yes. that? Brendan? Tear- What's that? Sorry. Chris Red had a teardrop that was they zoom that, into. They zoom into the teardrop and it's it's um it's it's transition to them in the rain. It's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was classic nineties music video. But okay, wait. It I actually just reminded realized... me. It reminded me of Coolio. See you when you get there. Video. You guys, we gotta pause and rewind a little bit because I forgot to mention my favorite delivery from Melissa Villasenor in the Batman sketch yes. at the end when she says, first of all, every time she pronounces it Joker, I was laughing so hard." Uh, calling the Joker the Joker. Um, also, yes. Yeah. But the, the but the line that really got me that I watched her say like ten times was at the very end as she's walking away when she says, uh, "The Joker's gonna cut off Batman's wiener." Her delivery is so good, and it just really that line made me laugh so hard. And I would have been remiss to not say. That that was one of my favorite moments of the night. I also didn't get a chance to mention because um, we got I, so distracted while talking about Batman. Every time, every time they mentioned, um, <laughs> what is it with him of hanging hanging people on gargoyles? Yeah, <laughs> all around good sketch. See, there's so much good to talk about that we have, we're we're forgetting it. I should have made notes for this two, episode. Two sketches in a row with Batman references. What was up with that? Oh my god true because george they say george clooney he was yeah. batman yeah, yeah. Huh. like just batman on the brain in the writers room this well week. justice league so i mean it makes sense yeah i guess so which did not which uh had which, considered that um 70 million less in opening weekend than batman versus superman <laughs> it only made 96 wonder woman did better yeah yeah, Justice Heck League yeah, only made ninety-six million dollars. That what a disappointment that a movie only brought in ninety-six yeah, million dollars. In comparison to other superhero movies, listen, for me, this is a small victory. No, I know. This is I was so pleased when I saw that it wasn't gonna make over like, well, supposedly wasn't gonna make over ninety-five million this weekend. I was like, that to me is justice. That to me is the justice in the Justice League. Because I have always felt that this franchise was sloppily put together in a hurry to try to catch up with Marvel. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. It makes me so bad. And so I really felt like <laughs> this was just and good. It's a similar thing to Green Lantern, like it made money, but it didn't make enough money to to make the studio money. Um, <laughs> but like, but worldwide, it's here. Here's the thing: Justice League did make enough money worldwide. Justice League made uh, b- 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 174 worldwide, like with China leading in, in the numbers. So mm-hmm. you know, but there's but there's stuff like um, Henry Cavill, a Superman. He had facial hair when he shot this movie. So apparently, Warner Brothers spent 35 million. Just- no, 25. 25 million 25 million that is just cgi his facial hair out and it's bad that is still 25 million dollars too much it's 25 do you know how much a razor is a dollar yeah this is also a movie like why didn't he just shave this is also a movie that doesn't have a director that's sticking up for it now because Zack snyder officially left when his daughter uh uh suicide uh and then Joss Whedon is not is not crediting himself as a director. Right. So it's like weird situation. It's weird, yeah. It's bizarre. 
Oh, so there's like there's really there's no there's director no, for the movie. No director. Yeah. That's so it weird. It is really weird. Because Zack Snyder is not claiming to the final product and 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 Whedon isn't either. They're... So weird. <laughs> yeah. One thing that they did do is they they heard the complaints of the last one being too long. It was like two hours and forty minutes. So this one is like an hour <sighs> fifty-nine. It's like it feels very studio controlled brendan can't see me the listeners can't see me but i have the biggest smile on my face talking about this yes i also want to mention as long as we're doing movies i'm so mean i'm sorry you guys that me and uh me and beth went to an early screening of uh the new pixar film coco um it's beautiful and it brought tears to my eyes it's really really good Everybody should see that movie. Everybody should see all the Pixar movies, but especially, like, it's really good. That's what all the families tell me in the Man on the Street interview commercials I keep seeing. <laughs> yeah, for. I mean, it's... Uh, kids are going to grow up learning about death from Coco, and it's amazing that it's, true. A, it's a children's movie that kind of normalizes death. Yeah, that's true. It, it's, like, I think will be a comfort to some kids. I think it's obviously... Um, amazing representation wise it's amazing just in the sense that it can broaden little kids like cultural views a little bit learning about Dia de los Muertos like I think it's important and I love it it's already the highest grossing movie in Mexico ever wow Yeah. see it Brendan this has been a plug for a movie that has uh, no shortness, uh, uh, no, no short of advertising campaign money. <laughs> but it's worth it. It is worth it. I agree. Oh, and Disney the, Pixar's the child, Coco. The child who played Miguel, the lead character, was there That's at true. the screening yeah. and gave a little interview before. And I wanted to crawl out of my skin because he is this angelic 13-year-old boy and he is like answering these like big grown-up questions and he was doing really well but was clearly nervous and it just was i felt awful for him having to like do a press tour but then i was also i I just he must be having the time of his life also beth saw lady bird a second time that's another movie that everyone should see yeah everybody should see it is that the one with um um, the next God, host of SNL name? was hosting promoting Lady Bird, so I think we'll be talking about that. Well, the thing is, <laughs> I am excited for her to host SNL because Ronan or I don't know how to pronounce her name, so I'm excited to hear her say it. <laughs> I can tell you, it's Saoirse Ronan. All right, but it's sounds Gre- fake, but, but it's okay. Saoirse, but it's Greta Gerwig's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's movie. Greta Gerwig's first di- directorial debut. That's Greta so- Gerwig is who I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah, that's a word. It's really, really beautiful, and it is basically my life story, but uh, so I just kind of cried a whole bunch both times I saw it. Laurie Metcalf is fantastic in it. And Tracy. This is her directorial debut? She wrote before. Okay. She wrote with Noah Baumbach. I'm going to say, she she must have co-wrote Mistress America. Great. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Yeah, she she wrote Mistress America with Noah, with Noah and, I and think. Francis Hall. Yeah, and Francis Hall. Okay, I would have thought she would have had to have written that movie. Yeah. Um. 
Still haven't watched. Yeah, Sersha, Sersha Ronan, and you two coming to Irish show. The most Irish episode of Saturday Night Live I'm ever. I'm so pumped to see you two on SNL, you guys. This is like a good. This is a good segue back into the show. SNL came up organically. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, guys. We did it. Family Feud, Harvey Family Edition, and Brendan's favorite, not impressions. Yes, good, thank God. I, I, a sketch that isn't impression based. Yeah, this is, and yet my favorite part about this was Chance's Steve yes, Harvey impression. Yes, that's the thing is it's it's one impression that you get to focus on and really love. Uh, yeah, like this the the premise of this is just flawless. Like like how has has this yeah. not been done? Honestly. The idea is that uh there's like a little bit of loophole in the uh the exposition of it, like the setup. He says that that mm-hmm. that the other family is like family to him, but then goes and meets them for the first time. So that's a little like the, there's the tiny loophole there. But other than that, he yeah. really is like rock solid. Uh his family, the Harveys are over there which brendan the exact same this is kind of the good thing about me being on two episodes in a row is that we talked about how or last week about how um they couldn't do black jeopardy anymore without bringing in somebody from the outside blah 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 but then Mm -hmm. here we are family feud on the harvey side they there's an extra playing a member of steve harvey's family and michael do we know who that is no no i think we yeah, I, I I still haven't figured out today talked about who that was. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Michael Che is in it, and which is exactly what we said that you couldn't do it without bringing in Michael Che. Um, and uh, yeah, like, but but this, I lost my train of thought. It was just a vi- solid. It, it was it was very <laughs> interesting to have like Family Feud, which is such a recurring sketch. Yeah, especially if Steve Harvey, you know, Keenan dominates. It's it's very very fun. Usually it's the celebrity impressions, but here we had like an original uh, sketch idea with like no one we know, and it's it was just a funny game show concept that happened to be hosted by Steve Harvey. Well, but then but then, then there was like twists in there. The twist is that. He meets his clearly his love child yeah. with this woman who he's known for 35 years and has stayed close with. Um, and he's like obviously Steve Harvey's son and not her white husband because it's like a white family. It's 80 who? 80 Beck? 80, 80 Beck and uh, Mikey Day is their son. Right. Uh, yeah. It. <laughs> Seeing Chance do a very hammy, like saying, calling him player, like, like, yeah, it, it's so good. And Leslie Jones, y'all. Oh, yeah, the just the death stare. <laughs> She's so ne- good. never, never stopped being funny. No, it didn't. Also, a- another good, good line was when Michael Chase said that, that, that he, like, they said he's the, he writes on little big shots or something. And he says, yeah. I came up with the bit where after a kid says something, you just stare at him for like 20 seconds. Steve Harvey's oh, yeah, like, this. Oh, like this. Yeah. <laughs> and Keenan does the ridiculous face. His whole Love bit. That. Yes, that was great. 
I don't think I'll ever get tired of this. No, I I want to go watch it again like, after this. Like, I like, really, it was great. Family Feud, maybe every four episodes. Is that what, what they're on now? Ugh, it seems that? like it. Yeah. Mm, I don't think it's that much, but yeah, some weeks, oh boy, does it feel like it. It really does. Well, when... when I think they lasted this in the Jimmy Fallon show last year. Really? Which was which was only back in April. Yeah, they did, you yeah, know, that team... Feels ni- so recent. Team 1977 versus Team 2017. Yeah. Hmm. Harry Styles did uh, Mick Jagger. That's right. Yeah. And Fallon played both Travoltas. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the that was the idea behind that one. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, really. That was really fun too. Um. Because even then, in that in that case, it's not your classic, just wheel of impressions only. Like it was Fallon getting to do something. I like that you called it Invented. Wheel of Impressions, an actual Jimmy Fallon segment on Jeff That Show. is. <laughs> Which, oh my gosh. Like, those those segments, the Wheel of Impressions, the, like, the, uh, yeah. all of the impression bits on Fallon are kind of why I had to stop watching the show regularly. Like, the, and this, this goes back, well, no, I guess it really goes back to when he took over The Tonight Show. But when celebrities go on and do all of their impressions and everybody does all the same impressions. Like when somebody has a Michael Jackson, like when a singer has a Michael Jackson impression and they do it on Fallon, I'm not like, oh, wow. I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> you're a singer. So you have a Michael Jackson impression or Celine Dion or like whoever it is. I'm like, come on, man. So I hate those. They make me cringe mm. for the same reasons, Brendan, you hate the, uh, the SNL version of this. I hate the... Fallon yeah the like um, alternative you know auditions yeah. Yeah. because it yeah it's it's instead of like instead of Fallon or whoever saying like what you're saying about uh I heard you also auditioned for a few other characters like that was your example yeah. your perfect example it's kind of like I hear you do impressions of a couple of people would you like to play wheel of impressions and like yeah fine I'll play like I hate it I hate it I hate it I hate yeah. it yeah <laughs> well think- it's like oh here let's press the randomizer and it's like oh, oh look, who, look look who it landed on it's the person Jimmy Fallon has been doing impressions of for 20 years exactly and I- Exactly. I think Ariana Grande and Bruno Mars did it on both shows. Yes, they did. Like, because they don't, they both they did, did it on they, SNL. They both and did they that did it. Spotify sketch thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Which, again, I would like but, to remind everybody, the audience and Brendan and Bram alike, that I correctly predicted that show, Ariana Grande's uh, impressions, yeah. down to the all three of them cut sketches. Audrey so Hepburn. I'm and amazing. Audrey Hepburn. And, no, 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 no. Judy Garland. Judy Garland. That was that was eerie. Britney Spears. Yeah. And Christine. Christina Aguilera. All of them happened. All of them happened. I'm amazing. Congratulations, everybody. No, no, no. And Shakira. I said Shakira. <laughs> congratulations to me. Yeah. Congratulations to me. You're welcome to all of you. I think she's very impressive, and she she had listen. She her impressions well. are pretty good. But Dana Carvey is also great on that. It that I don't like. Yeah. yeah, but 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 he's. It's like, I love impressionists. I want to see people's impressions. I don't like it under that guise because it's so, it's the flimsy setup that bothers Brendan, you know? Yeah. Brammer, are you talking about first impressions with Dana Carvey on the USA Network? I'm not, but I thought about it. That was a whole other thing. I think that there could have been a place for that. Like, I think the concept of that was good, but... 
And at least in that, you know what you're getting into. You know you're seeing, going to see people do impressions. Yeah. I don't watch a Miley Cyrus interview to hear an impression. Right. Sometimes it feels a little bit like dance monkey dance. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. No, it's 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 entirely based on like if, who did the who did the pre-interviewer find out that oh you kind of yeah. sound like or do an impression of and like yeah, we'll kind of do this organic quote unquote bit. It's I'm happy you mentioned that that damn randomizer button. Yeah. I hate it so much. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, which of which of found it's like it the you, you mentioned, well, you mentioned Travolta, like which Travolta. of the which of the list the clear list that this person get, was given. Yeah, I will say a version of this that I love is Ellen. Ellen DeGeneres. She does a version where it is not impressions they already have. She has cards and she holds them up on their head and the person has to do their best impression of that celebrity. That's fun. I would prefer that. That is way more fun. Maya Rudolph did it and did the best Gwen Stefani impression I've ever heard. See, that's not a false setup. It's not a false setup. It's more organic and natural and actually shows talent. Maybe you give them a large number, maybe you put them on the spot, but it still makes for a good interview. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, if it was truly organic, I'd be fine with it. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. I don't like when uh, shows make me feel dumb. Like when shows make me feel like. Yeah. And listen, The Tonight Show is also like, I think they consciously gear it towards even younger audiences. So I guess I really shouldn't think of it that way as feeling dumb it really should be seen as accessible but i am who i am <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it bothers me it always will it's because i too watch too much of this stuff that's why normal people yeah. don't watch as much exactly what i said in the last episode i have to remind myself that i'm not normal let's do our listener of the week no it's not time for that yeah, we can do it now but it's not time but- for that who have you no sense of decorum? We could do it now. No. You, see, you saying I am what I am reminds me of the uh, cartoon catchphrase sketch that you guys still need to watch where A.D. Bryant says, you know, I'm, I'm Linda or whatever, and I am what I am, and what I am is a small business owner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't... I was so excited about how on track we were staying. I want to make note of this. that I said, we're doing so well. We're staying on track. And do you know what happened in the same breath? We went off track and have not stayed on track since. Talking about Jimmy Fallon. This week's uh, listener of the week is Jimmy Fallon's (laughs) pre-interviewer. Sorry, Justin Gardner. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Jurassic Griffin. Sorry, guys. Better luck next week. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Just delightful, Brendan. (laughs) Thank you, Beth. You're welcome. Is it time for Weekend Update, everybody? Weekend Update. Excitingly enough, it is. This was a little bit of an extended update by just a few minutes because uh, Eminem did a greatest hit segment. He got princed 
and he, so we did it yeah i didn't i didn't even notice that at first but when i went back and thought about it like yeah that definitely was three or four different songs yeah, i guess the difference was the prince the thing they announced that ahead yes. of time they were gonna right. do that uh yeah he did like well he did a song with beyonce skylar gray uh sang the beyonce and I was stuff. like, oh my gosh, her voice is beautiful. This is like, this hook is beautiful for a yeah. person who doesn't like Eminem. And then I hadn't heard the Beyonce version. And then Bram played the Beyonce version. And I was like, oh no, that's beautiful. <laughs> and then the song ends with like. No offense to Skylar Gray because her mm-hmm. voice is great. But wowie wow, that Beyonce hook. And then the song ends with like, um, it was like. Bitch, I wrote Stan, and then he just, <laughs> and then he, and he just and then she just starts singing the Dido part in Stan. It reminds me that it's not so bad. It's not so bad. Just want to thank you. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I guess "Love the Way You Lie" and whatever. Yeah, but yeah. So they did "Stan." He started singing "Stan," and then they did like "Love the Way You Lie" and I a bunch of a other ones. Thing also, in the middle of those two, I just yeah. don't remember what it was right now. But yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's. I didn't. I did not want that to end ever. I uh, Brams, eight minutes. Brams. Eight minutes. <laughs> Sadly, he had to give up eventually. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, mm-hmm. but, but, okay, so how that affected Update is what we were talking about. Um, yeah, so Update got a few extra minutes because he only did the one musical performance, so they extended it by just a few. Um, they really came in hot on this Update with uh, talking oh, about yeah. Al Franken, showing the photo, and really confronting it extremely head-on and strongly w- without making excuses for him or saying that, they just, they went for it. And it was great. Um, like, regardless of how we may individually feel about the Franken situation, this was the right way to handle it. And I felt very proud. Yeah. Shout out to the Twitter troll who assured me that SNL would not mention Al Franken last night. Yeah, I, at this point. I knew they wouldn't do it in the cold open, but I knew they would sure. do it in the weekend update. Yeah, people I was like, that, oh boy, we haven't even gotten to update yet. That Alex was going to do an impression of Al Franken. I was like, that is not realistic. No. They weren't going to have... No. That that was not realistic. <laughs> but the way they handled it was perfect. Um, and, Sorry to say, but it feels like with some sort of resolution with the accuser, within a day, it kind of faded as a news story. Right, but, but they... I think they had... People would have been so bothered if yeah. they hadn't said anything. Well, Roy Moore just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Well, right. Well, and that's what uh, Michael then comes in and says, of course, Trump is talking about this, uh, about Franken, but he's not talking not about Roy Moore, who's yeah. who I think, regardless of anything, we can agree that what Roy Moore did was worse. <laughs> yeah. And um, Yeah, I think I'm going to go out on a limb and agree with yeah. you there. <laughs> people with sense would say you know um but you know people are really really clinging to that photo and and all the blah 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 but so anyway i don't know i thought that they handled it perfectly i 
I like when they don't shy away from these things. It, to me, makes for much better weekend updates. Um, when, when they're, hmm. When Colin and Michael can go into topics that, like this and talk about them with kind of strength behind their words and not like they just don't care about it. Like, yeah, it's way more powerful. Like it's a solid segment versus droning on and me just trying to get through it. The update for, for three episodes now has kept me engaged and laughing in some ways, I think that, you know, this idea that like, oh, they're going to try to protect one of their own. Like if it were me and it was somebody like within the family, I think it would give me more yeah. incentive to be like, I'm yeah, like you said, it gives you more energy. It makes you more angry yeah. and feel like more personally offended. Absolutely. So the idea that they would have shied away from that is kind of uh, like it really and especially you know, I think with I, I still don't understand the decision they made about the Harvey Weinstein jokes from that first show. That's well, they they saw weird. immediately how people felt about it. Yes, they from as soon as the episode was over, people knew that they weren't saying anything like that, not really, and and that that wasn't acceptable. And after that, they stepped up. Yeah, I think b- people are just loud right now, and they're mad. And I, no one is taking anything from any public figure who doesn't want to be vocal about this. Like there isn't an excuse to not be vocal about this. So it's, you know, whether it's Louis CK or Al Franken or Lauren Michaels, like if something happens, you know, it, it doesn't matter who it is. If something happens, it needs to be dealt with. And thankfully that's what they're doing right now. Yeah, for sure. So we had three um, three guests, which I feel like some weeks they only do two. So I guess this is credit that to the um, the extra few minutes yes. that you say they did yeah. last night that we got a third guest. The that's, first that, one was that's what I mean by a few extra minutes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the first one we get we get our legless Jeff sessions. Yes, <laughs> this was short and sweet. This was this was not uh, long and annoying. This was no. very impish and like very mischievous and like. Yeah, the, the time it says here, like the time it says here on Hulu is 2.47. I think that's yeah, under three that's, minutes that's is, is great for this. And yeah, there was lots to like in here. I liked all the little references like, I don't know, or call saying that, you know, I recall. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> the like very, again, mischievous. And like, I think to me, this impression of him hit particularly hard last night because of the video of him speaking at whatever engagement it was uh, where he asks if uh Kislyak is in the room and he yeah. says any Russians in here I guess I should ask before I start and he's smiling with his dumb devil smile and like it it Kate's impression just really hit the nail on the head last night it was so good. yeah didn't he call him like ambassador Kislyak or something oh, like yeah, that yeah he did Ew. yeah I know <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it is nice that we could do swapsies with the legs and legless. Yeah. But um it is it. it is it is truly a different st- style to have 
Kate performing to the camera uh, and not the other actors. Well, but Kate, yes, I agree. Because Kate always wants to perform to the camera as Jeff Sessions. And and it, to me, takes it out of the political sketches. But in Update, like when she she like shoves the, the prosthetic ears forward yeah. at one point, that's something that I think wouldn't work as well not on Update. And so I was really amazed at... Uh, just how well Jeff Sessions translated. And I think the last few minutes of last week where it was just Kate as Jeff Sessions playing to the camera probably gave him the idea, like, this probably just makes more sense on Update. When was the last time we saw Olga? Oh, it's been a while. Did we see her last season? I don't know. No, we must have. Oh, you know what? We saw her in, um, it wasn't on Update. We saw her in one of the, like, first sketches uh from the like trump administration where they it was in the oval office and they were like this russian citizen and it was olya oh that's right that's right that's right oh yeah it is olya not olga um yeah 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 i i was just thinking like how is russia so in the news and yet we haven't seen her in so long yeah it's still been you know many months though speaking of recurring uh, updates um guests trump is currently like fighting on twitter with lavar ball as of um, this morning, he, he shot out a tweet. Oh, this is the, um, the UCLA basketball players that shoplifted. Yeah, he's he's feuding with his dad, technically, isn't he? Yeah, but I, I think he name checked what Levar Ball today. He 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 ends it with like being like, "I should have left them in jail." Levar Ball, who uh, Keenan played a few weeks ago on Weekend Update. Yeah, yeah, um, but. Yeah, crazy times. <laughs> it's a wacky world, everybody. <laughs> uh, who is the next one on there? It's my my beloved Bruce Chandling. Yeah, okay. So when he came on, I was like, wow, quite a risk pulling Bruce Chandling out of there um, when quite often he does not register with the audience. I always love it. Well- well, let me tell no, because I, I think this is the how this is the cycle of every Bruce Chandling sketch. The audience comes out or like whether he comes out and the audience is like not really in even though the, the joke is clearly supposed to be he's, he's a hack bad. and yeah, he's very bad. People are not really sure what to make of yeah. him. And then like two thirds of the way through, he reveals kind of a personal trauma yeah. and he's able to get the audience on his side. And then when he goes back to being bad, everyone's kind of like, oh, that's Bruce. <laughs> but not every audience goes there like you can i felt last night they responded to it better than the last i think probably two two or three times they've done him uh the audience was really reacting that is true and else because also it's if the audience reacted that so positively every time we'd see him more often than we do that's true i wonder if kyle is constantly getting it in dress and then it just keeps on getting cut I think this has been cut from dress a lot of times. Probably. Well, there was that one pre-tape that was, and then eventually was shown. Because this is his... Mike Ryan um, said that he went to a taping in the... Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's been... This is Kyle Mooney's fifth season on the show, when you've probably seen this character on update, like, you know, as many times, like, sort of probably five total. Maybe even less. So... Yeah, it doesn't have the it doesn't have a batting average quite as high as like girl you wish you hadn't started a conversation with at a party or something. 
That's also somebody I would like to see back. Yeah, somebody else we haven't seen in a long time. And who I would love to hear talk about Trump. I wish, oh my gosh, I miss Drunk Uncle. <laughs> but see, it's okay because we get we get these great new characters yeah. that we get. I, I really hope we see Claire from HR again. I do too. I really do too. Yeah. Um, I am trying to remember. There were several Weekend Update jokes that I really enjoyed, and yet I'm not remembering any of them. Um, I like the one about the dog cloning service. Oh, love that. And immediately pause the TV to tell Bram why we should clone Casper when he dies. <sighs> I immediately was like, I have a lot to say about this. Let's talk. What What has Casper's day been like? Okay. He uh, he got up with us. We, we let him out of the crate. He sleeps in the crate. And then in the morning, we let him out to come cuddle with us in the bed and so he got up and he cuddled with us for a really long time, laid under the blanket like a good boy. Mm-hmm. Then we got up, we went to the park, we threw a ball around a lot. He played with three other dogs, including a little baby Sharpay who was five months old named Georgie, which and I Bailey. think is very timely because of it. Um, another one named Bailey. Another <laughs> little dog named Bailey. And uh, he had eight times the energy that they did, even though they were both fairly young as well. Like I would say probably about eight times the energy. Mm -hmm. He was literally running circles around them. Then he came (laughs) home and went back in the crate while we went to go get a little bit brunch drunk. And then we came home and here we are. (laughs) So he's back in the crate while we record a podcast. Well, no, and then I went to lie on the couch. Oh, and he cuddled with Bram more. Yeah, Yeah. and and then I... He's had a great day. He cuddled on my chest and I sent a pic to Brendan. He got yes. <laughs> yeah, he got a new toy last night from his bubby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my mom. <laughs> yeah. He's, that sounds like a wonderful day. Yeah, Casper's doing great, man. He's, he's a, such a good boy. This has been everybody's Casper update. Yeah. yeah. It was an important segment. I feel like we didn't talk about him at all last week. Yeah, we gotta talk about him every week. Casper is people too, Dan. He's it. the official show dog, I think. Yeah, I think, I think he is. He's, the he's our mascot. Puppy. Hey, we've had him for six months now. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Best six months of my life. <laughs> <laughs> he's an angel. <laughs> they bond a lot. We do. Oh, yeah. We're best friends. Um, Let's get to the best of the Weekend Update commentaries, oh, yeah. though. Pete Davidson. Loved it. Um, Pete. Oh yeah, Pete Davidson got a tattoo of Game of Thrones for Game of Thrones before he had seen the show. Yeah, <laughs> I. That is so much. <laughs> he has unlimited commentary. Um, like he's a stand comedian. So Not all of that was on cue cards. He razzes. He razzes Colin real good. He says. Sexiest joke writer is so specific. It's like saying smartest horse. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was definitely <laughs> not on cue cards because he gives Colin a sweet little shove. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Pete, th- what a, he came on, let's see, how many, when was it that he came on and said, let me rap more? When was that? Premiere. Right? Um, oh, really, really October? Really. Okay, that's what I thought. So Might have even been the premiere. Might have the premiere, I think. It could have been. Um, it was like his grand like return from like being absent a lot last year. Yeah. Um, right. He asked to rap more and has gotten to rap more on the show. Yeah. Like we will talk about later when he gets to do 
a dumb short little Pete Davidson rap, but but he <laughs> is in full form in in this this update segment. He is talking about how Staten Island loves Colin and hates him, and they're both from there, and it's just so good. This is another thing, like the like the Bruce Wayne sketch, where I was just laughing the entire way. This is my favorite thing from last night. Oh, and uh, yeah, just the um, you know, like that, that's a death threat printed at me in the paper. Who Ugh. does that? The Zodiac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like that is the, killer. The, so it's not like everybody's clamor to get to Staten Island. Like it's free to get there. Yeah, if Ugh. Staten Island's so good, why is it free to get there? Perfect. Um, also, yeah. he says, besides, I don't even feel that way anymore. I don't even want a hurricane to happen. If it just dropped off into the sea, that would be okay. <laughs> I think I remember the joke where he wanted the hurricane to finish off Stalin. He's I think that so, was in his. Uh... He's so like mischievous in this. Like he really is like pushing his luck. He goes into yeah. it saying like, "Oh, Staten Island hates me because I said something mean," and then just gets way meaner. He says it doesn't just have. Uh, uh, it doesn't just have heroin and racist cops. It also has meth and racist firemen. <laughs> yeah, that was great. It's like one after another, this thing. And he provides visual examples of the fact that Staten Island literally loves Colin Jost and literally hates Pete Davidson. <laughs> well, I mean, he did make a little movie called yeah. Staten Island he, Summer. He really, he brought, he brought the production there and everything. So he's... He's a good hometown boy, Colin Jost. Well, Pete Davidson explained, and I think it reminds me a lot of how Canada treats its stars. It's like, if they're good enough to get on a Staten Island, they're like, they really respect it, because that's like the dream. Everybody well, wants to get on a Staten yes, Island. And Canada, they're saying Colin, Colin you know, is what Staten Island wants to be. He got yeah. out. He went to Harvard. He's on SNL now. And then he is what Staten Island is. And Canada always worships their expats. A mentally ill community college dropout. I was, oh my gosh. This this is one of Pete's best update spots ever. Yeah. It, it was laugh after laugh after laugh. We watched yeah. it again right before we started recording because it just, I love it so much. Yeah, it's just a gold mine. Like you knew it from the beginning. Yeah, and he just had his birthday. Pete's doing real great. I'm happy for him. Yeah. Kazzy seems like a good relationship there. Yeah. <laughs> He's really uh, marrying into a dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> good to, you could say the thing. <laughs> what did you say? You could say the thing that happened last night. Okay, so last night at dinner... I like how we immediately knew that you immediately knew that I wanted to tell the story. <laughs> so last night we were at dinner with at Bram's family's house and we Bram's mom asked his dad how the chicken was. And he said out loud, it's good. And then under his breath, so quietly where only I could hear it, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Like <laughs> so quiet and it i wanted to cry i mean it was so good it was the quietest just just for his own enjoyment yeah 
Dad's like that. Private little moment for Steve Benderoff. <laughs> I love it. Uh. He is definitely Bram's father. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that just brought me a lot of joy. Oh my God. That's good. Is that all we have to say about yeah. Pete? That Always. it was amazing I, and that we all I think so. More, we we have to say, more, more to say what we can update than most weeks. But oh my gosh, which is such a relief. It just shows <laughs> it just shows how good this episode was. Yeah, I yeah. mean it but but I also I really I think that we can update I don't wanna speak too soon. I'll, I'll knock on wood after I say it. I think they're on an upward trend. Mm, maybe. Fingers crossed. I hope so. Ugh, but yes, I'm we'll hoping. knock on wood for that. Huh? Do it again. <laughs> you. Me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we all have wood here. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've all knocked on the appropriate wood. It's nice. Yes. Um, yeah. Was the next one the uh, the classroom thing? No. Next up is sports announcer. Uh, okay, is what, okay. what Hulu's calling it. This is a uh, chance is a it's an, it's an MSG broadcast of a Rangers game. And they keep mentioning how their normal sort of I don't know what like the, the side ice side sideline reporter is on paternity leave. And so they brought in this guy, uh, Chance the Rapper, who usually does their basketball coverage. <laughs> Yeah, he's usually usually the and next the joke, reporter. The joke is like it's ha- the halfway. The joke is like black people don't like hockey, and halfway the joke is like hockey is names stupid. that are hard to pronounce that have uh, no vowels. No vowels. Yeah, or like five letters in a row that were, he's just like yeah, he says S K and J are next to each other. That's not right. Didn't promise, but it ended up being pretty fun. Yeah, I really liked it. I, it's a different perspective than, than I think is normally like said on the show. I think it's fun. I like hockey sketches because I find it very funny how little of like the American population cares about hockey. And yet in hockey circles, it's the biggest, it's the only thing that matters. Um, So the fact that he has no awareness of what hockey is, is totally true to the majority of Americans. This is a good sketch where it's like, yeah, the writing is fine, but it's Chance's performance yes. entirely that makes it work. Well, also, I felt like I felt like everybody was trying in it. Like I felt like even yeah. it's Cecily and who as the uh, uh Beck was it? Okay, Beck. I <laughs> even though I love them all distinctly and dearly, when it's a white dude playing a normal character, I'm not going to remember who it was. Uh, <laughs> um, unless it's Kyle, because Kyle's face is different. Other than that, all the same face. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, even they were like trying in the sketch and like not phoning it in. And I felt like the delivery was, it just, the people were making the sketch work, whether the writing was super strong or not. And I just, I also liked even just something as dumb as like, they, they even just mentioned it a few more times of, you know, like Bill's out on his paternity leave. Like, we're going to miss you, Bill. Yeah. And, then with, and then with Chance being like, didn't even know we had paternity leave here. Yeah. And then uh, at the end, he says, he asks for the paternity leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he says, can I get some of that paternity leave? Like, he wants it. Uh, love it. 
this yeah and so then good. alex moffat yeah plays a, a hockey player and looks like every hockey player to me and also he yeah. says exactly what every hockey player says in one of those interviews just gotta stay out of the box just, or whatever just gotta, just gotta just gotta stay in the box and keep the pressure on that is so funny <laughs> i know nothing about hockey and am always like i'm interested <laughs> <laughs> And then we have a sketch that we alluded to earlier. This is rap history. Yes. And uh, let's see. Oh, at the Soul Crush Crew. That's what their name was. Yeah, they're like kind of doing Sugar Hill Gang. They're kind of doing like, they're definitely like doing uh, a specific point in rap music. I love how they say, our lyrics are so are, are clear and always make sense because that's a thing that, you know, old school rappers would say was that because their flow was slower, because it was kind of more what people would now call basic, the words were easier to understand. Mm-hmm. But then it cuts to them doing the song and it's basically a, a parody of uh hippity the hippity the hip hip hop but but instead he's just going and i love it uh it's again chris red keenan and chance playing old rappers and then in the flashbacks their young selves and then again pete davidson gets to do a rap about duty what is yeah, what is Lil, his uh, Lil Lil Doodoo? Lil Doodoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when he's talking about his his uh, his old school influences and he lists Nick Cannon. Yeah, he yeah. says Lil Nick Cannon. That's amazing. Lil Nick Cannon. <laughs> um, yeah, Pete's face and hair and everything in this are the worst. Oh, um, I know. He really is a specific kind of rapper, and uh, it's. Yeah, it's so good. And they get the this whatever it is, what are, what what are they called? The the group? Soul um, Crush Gang? Soul Crush Crew, yeah. Soul Crush Crew. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> they keep talking about how they got their success from smoking a little weed or weed with a little crack in it. <laughs> that was Chris that said that. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of crack in it. Yeah. Another and another well produced uh pre tape bit. Again, yeah. well produced. Yeah, I, I really am. Uh, Man, it's two of those, both about uh, rap. Um, well, well, yeah, both R&B about. Rap, yeah. It's really like uh, impressive that they did two, like what could have been Music, similar yeah. things in one night, and not only were they distinctive, they were both really good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Quest Love. Cameos. Yeah, Questlove and Common yeah. did legitimate cameos for this. Cameo. Feature player of the night, Chris Red. Feature player of the night, Common. Let's get some sound sound effects in there. <laughs> Featured player of the night, uh, Chris Red. Yay! Good job, Chris Red. <laughs> yeah. I like really felt excited for him in this episode. Yeah, no, and he had it, quite the night. It was. It's nice to have you know. Uh, you know, we ha- we haven't had that breakout role for Luke Null yet. It's next week. I can feel it. But otherwise, <laughs> we've had pretty good showcases for the other two. I'd say by and, November, yeah, like well, no no slouch. Right. Well, it's it's kind of wild that it took this long to get the showcase for Chris Red when 
clearly he's had this inside of him this whole time. You know, this is why he got hired on the show. And why they they wanted to hire him last year. And for some reason they didn't. Right. Right. Uh, It's. It just was due. It was it was due and just. It was Lil (laughs) due. Due. Great. And then we come to uh, the career day sketch that we mentioned before that I I remember whose kid it's supposed to be. But AD Bryant is the mom. She designs roller coasters for Six Flags. And she's yes. like, everybody is getting like a free pass to Six Flags and like, oh, my God. And then Mikey Day and Chance, the rapper's dads are general contractors. Mm-hmm. And just every time they mention anything, they just lose their minds. And it got progressively more inappropriate. Yes. Maybe, uh the liberal coastal elite that I am when they said your dads, I was like, Oh wow. Second time of the night, they're playing brothers. And I assumed that they were going to be dads who were partners in life and business partners. Yeah. Uh, And then when it became clear that they were just business partners and definitely not co-parenting these two sons, I was like, Oh, it's like, oh, I guess, I guess not, not, not woke enough for the interracial gay family. Not woke enough for Tamika. (laughs) um but i love this it mikey today got to do a full-on spit take yeah well and um which pete was laughing about before it even happened yeah oh i'm gonna have to go back and watch that then he was giggling and hiding behind his hand before he even spits and then hides behind his hand because he doesn't want to be hit with the spray it's so good um Melissa did, right? It ke- yeah, it keeps and then when when 80 and uh oh, is it 80 and Cecily yeah. playing the teacher in the, yeah yeah yeah. I love their they are feud. being like, really passive aggressive towards each other. Yes. And that's a fun element. Such like, a... really, even though I would consider this the weakest sketch of the night, and yet it was good. Very like fun. it was made me laugh and was good, but if there was a weak link, it would be this one, but it wasn't even a weak link compared to most episodes. I don't even disagree it was a weak link because the cold open. Yeah. I mean, I guess Brendan called it a weak link, but only because Julian Assange mm, was not necessarily yeah. uh, balanced with how good Eric and, and Donald Trump Jr. is. But like Chance and Mikey, like just their reactions are purely very funny and and I think Mikey doing this kind of character, he does a lot. Yeah. It, it really, it really, it really works. Well, and Keenan, Keenan and, um, and then like, see, I, yeah. again, <laughs> I block their faces out. Yeah. Keenan and whoever the white one was. It was one. It was back um, again. <laughs> I'm sorry, Beck Bennett. I love you. Um, <laughs> give me baby boss. I'll remember that's Beck. Um, Yeah. The 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 dads shaming their sons for being horny for their job is so good. But like, but to me, the only reason I would say that this is weak, the reason I say that is because I think uh I think it besides wanting to be the cool kid in school, like wanting other kids to think that the job was cool, I was kinda unclear on the motivation from the two. Like I couldn't tell if it was them wanting to be the cool kid or if they actually felt this way about their dad's jobs. I guess they actually felt that way. But for me, that's the only reason, like a little bit of unclarity in like exposition and setup, I guess, is 
I think had they had them like conferring, if if the point was for them to be trying to be the coolest kids in school, which is how it starts out. I guess I think they should have had them conferring about it or something to kind of set up <laughs> what they were doing. Yeah, but it's instead hard. It, it, what do you think? Well, I, I, it's hard to say because I think that's true. I do think that I, I lean more towards their reactions being legitimate, but it's a little cloudy mm-hmm. because they they mentioned you know they they i remember after um like when ad bryant leaves and she goes off to the side when they stand up mikey does have that line where he's like it's gonna be a tough uh tough to follow matthew's mom like designing roller yeah. coasters but it sounds he sounds very kind of like earnest he doesn't sound in that moment like he's he he's, wor- he's worried or anything he doesn't he doesn't sound like You're he right. and chance are suddenly realizing like oh god we gotta like amp this up or anything you're right you're that See, needed your perspective because you're totally right that had it's it's all in that delivery of what the sketch is, is going to be. You're right. Mm-hmm. It definitely is earnest then. And they're not just trying to be cool. They really are excited, that excited about their dad's job. And they're really horny for whatever those their dads do. <laughs> yeah, Bram, Bram is right that it gets a little more inappropriate and more kind of out of control as it goes on. And I remember Chance like... takes off all his clothes. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah, that was... That was the line I remember from the end of the sketch where he just, you know, it's like, what, what's that? What's happening? What's in my jeans? Oh, right. That's, I just creamed them. Yeah. It's so- <laughs> <laughs> it is. Obviously, the parents are like, this is so inappropriate. Stop saying this. Yeah. Like, one of the, oh my God. one of the Mikey Day lines was raise your hand. If you got so excited, you just blew your butthole out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! Great! Wonderful! Yeah. Did Vulture like that sketch? Uh, Vulture says, "What does Vulture say?" Um, the review I read really liked it. Mm-hmm. AV Club. AV Club. Despite the showiness, this one just doesn't quite click. It's not a great sign when someone in the back of the theater is loudly simulating the sad trombone, and the best moments are between. I didn't notice that. <laughs> I didn't either. What? And the, I may have noticed that. And the best moments are between the class teacher and Matthew's mom. Yeah. I mean, I agree that those were some of the best moments, but I really liked Mikey and. I thought Chance it was. A, I thought it was a fun sketch for sure. I did too. I didn't think it was worthy of any audience member groaning. I I, I remember commenting to Beth that there was a, a weird a laugh, weird laugh but I guess he and. Yeah, that's I. We have to go back and watch it, of course. Yeah. What was after that? Uh, then we had the last sketch of the night is porn pizza delivery. Okay. Oh wow! Already on last sketch of the night. Yeah. What's that's Heidi's uh, sketch? Yeah, this, this is a little. Uh, she gets to play the uh, porn star in the eighty Bryant. What what is the sketch even called? I They're... I don't quite know what the character is. That oh, it was it was like something seventeen. It was like a. They they, yeah. they gave it a title Slutty. card and everything, but yeah, I don't. Well, it's like anymore. the the Ad Bryant character of this child who keeps ending up in porn. Yes, situations. that's right. They have done this before, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This, this is, I think, Maybe the Schumer third or fourth time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally. I, yes, of course. Now I remember. I didn't put that together. Yeah, last I night. love it. I love it. It's a pretty funny character for AD. I agree. It is. In the past, they've had her mom. I think they've like had the person end up interacting with her mom. Like there was something a little different about this one, but it still worked. And, and, and I really liked it. Um, 
Heidi is the her delivery in it is very funny. Chance his delivery is very funny. Like, and then eighty is the voice. This is peak eighty Bryant. Yeah, her childlike. Yeah. yeah, that voice. And the well, and <laughs> and the I was gonna say the voice Heidi Gardner was using was like ridiculous but and, and on point but it's true that ad bryant's voice as well too like when she turns on this the childlike li- it, it really little girl trying to sort of sound mature i guess yeah or, and like so ex- like uh, we already ate dinner like yeah uh, yeah but i want to be stuffed like uh. it's like uh, it's such a good juxtaposition sorry this, like it really it works well as the last sketch of the night honestly yes this is where this is where this kind of sketch belongs Oh yeah, and yeah, great, Always. great stuff. Like, sorry, we only have this black leather couch and like no TV or anything, and two fake plants. <laughs> <laughs> love it, I love it. Yeah. Oh, and then at the end, I do uh, at the end. Oh, this is gonna help me remember. So there was one with a doctor. That one wasn't Amy Schumer. There, uh, the uh, cl- classroom is the one I remember. Chris Hemsworth yeah. did was the doctor maybe? Adam Driver maybe. Adam, Adam Driver. Adam Driver sounds right. Yeah, he was the doctor. I'm remembering and then that one now too. Everybody else came in as, as also as porn doctors. That's right. And then yeah, the Amy Schumer one where she's a teacher. Um, it's so hard to remember these, like the the non eighty Bryant concept of it, because yeah, 80 is the only part of it that really sticks with me. Yeah, the Amy Schumer. Um... Uh, classroom sketch was the one I I remember but when you mentioned Adam Driver I remember that one too yeah he's playing like a doctor and and is yeah it's real real inappropriate it's so funny also the there's like weird moments in here and I guess it's supposed to be kind of chalked up to like porn acting where they're saying like they're speaking English but they're not really saying like like the the (gasps) thing that Chance kept saying was frick yeah yeah. yeah, and it's just that like was what Heidi was saying. Yeah, they were both saying, uh-huh. "Frick yeah." Well, no, she would say, she would say, "Yeah," and then he would say, "Frick yeah." Like it was like really it was pretty great. Yeah, like, yeah, it was frick yeah. Like he really was really, yeah. he was sitting there, like truly leading with his crotch into the shot. He was, it was yeah. very he was funny. Slinged, he was slinged back on the yeah, couch. It was hilarious. With great wig, tiny tiny shorts. Oh my god, yeah, the wig. Oh, and when she when so when Eddie Bryant kept asking, you know, like what's like where did where's the pizza from? Like uh. Pizza. pizza but like what's pizza. the name of the restaurant pizza, pizza. <laughs> so good yeah yeah it's kind of wild like this episode of saturday night live not only because i loved chance the rapper i think had another host done this well with these exact same sketches i would have loved it just as much but i like this just it's like why we watch the show like because episodes like this still happen sometimes when it's solid from start to finish and it's sad that they can't happen more often but like when they do man do i love it you Uh know like i just i feel so strongly about it when when episodes like this happen and episodes like this happen where a host comes on who you don't necessarily think of as a comedian, as a Saturday mm-hmm. night live host, as love that it. kind of performer, you give them, you, you let them run with it. And like, you know, they're there to have fun. Like you said, SNL they're there to play. Redefined Justin Timberlake for the people. Yeah. yeah. How, who are we to say that chance the rapper after beyond nailing this episode 
isn't going to have the exact same thing happen. I legitimately think we will be seeing him host again next season. Yeah. I yeah. they are going to have him back. Just like Louis C.K. Yikes and and uh, and Larry David. Seriously. They, yeah. They are going to go back to it very quickly. Yeah, I I'm really hoping so. Well, even the fact that like he's been musical guest two consecutive seasons. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then so. now the third one, like hosting, like even if you're just the musical guest, when you're when you're invited back that much and like pretty quickly, it's just clear that like you are well liked in the building. Well, I think he has to be because he also he did work with the the last episode he was on. He did work with them in a few sketches, a pre tape, and then also I think he made an appearance in a live one. Am I correct? I don't remember what it was. I don't I think remember. That's right. I think he was in something live as well. Yeah. I'll have to go back and look. Definitely but, a pre-tape, but well, the one we talked about. But anyway, um, uh, I believe he was just music guest one time, and I think he appeared no, with Kanye. No, we, we talked, talked about this last week. week. He, he was it was when Bram was it was when Bram was spaced out. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he he was on Brendan. Tell him again because he was I on Casey Affleck from last season. Which, yeah. Yeah. December 2016. He was also on December 2015 in a Chris Hemsworth show. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Well, he was the main musical guest? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't remember that. He was the, I don't remember it either, the named guy. Before, yeah. And I remember that because it was that was the first time I'd heard of Chance the Rapper. Wow. Yeah. He'll be back. Um, yeah, he will. I'm Because, yeah, during that time, he was also one with Kanye. That's right. In 2015? Oh, with, yeah, and then Melissa McCarthy, where he, yeah, where he, he changed up the train station. Yes, and I exactly. never, I never forget that. He did ultralight beam. Yeah, that was that was recently. The season was like, yeah, it was, well, no, it, was, it had to be in 2016 because that's when yeah. that album came out. I, I can only remember because I know that album came out once Bram and I were together. That's the only way I know. I'm not sure like I want my this dang train station. Episode. <laughs> we it's funny that you mentioned the train gosh. station we this morning like laid in bed and watched the evolution of saturday night live intros like from the theme song to the to the visuals to the <laughs> right. stage yeah, yeah like how it evolved and it was so pleasing <laughs> it was so pleasing do you think they'll ever it was change only up that until 2011 though um it's been a while yeah they will eventually i think probably within it's, it's been coming up on 15 years with this set yeah. it's Thirteen, I think. It's I think inevitable. It was, I think it was. It's two, the longest they've kept a set. Yes, two thousand three. It was two thousand three when they. Yeah. Yeah. Before that, the longest they had kept a set was four years. So you know, it. I think eventually, yes, it will be changed. Watching the evolution of the set, it is insane. It's fascinating. It is insane how many changes they made and how just for a brief time they had a spiral staircase with an elevator. Oh and yeah. And as soon as the elevator appeared on my little phone screen while we were watching it, Bram was like, the elevator! <laughs> yeah, and I forgot about it. Yeah. And they just got rid of it so quickly. Yeah, we reveled in all the past uh, SNL logos and fonts that we love. And, and yeah, yeah, love the circular one. Very from, enjoyable. From circular one, that's a classic one. Classic. Yeah. That is classic, a classic, classic like, you're watching because SNL I in the 90s. For, for people our ages, it is... There's like, that's probably like the glimmer of the first memories of SNL. Yeah, me too. You know, Mm because even if you weren't like watching as a very small child, that logo was around during our childhoods. Yeah. Yeah. I would. That was always the one from like the best of DVDs. 
That'd be a great tattoo. <laughs> don't let Myrna Bender off hear this. Um, I think it's weird even like when you watch the the, the first episode and um, doesn't... Um, He's uh, gonna say it. George Carlin, George Carlin, George Carlin comes, comes down through the audience, yeah. and then even yeah. when he's doing his monologue, there's it's like seating in the round almost. It's yeah, weird. Yeah. Well, see, that's well at the beginning of SNL for the for the first. It, what happened is the sets started out exceedingly simple. The monologue set was literally just a square in the middle of the crowd, and they would stand there and they would basically do a monologue in the round. They would turn around while they talked. The cameras would track them. It was great. Mm-hmm. Then the set slowly got more complicated like (laughs) and then in like the late 80s it's a crazy complicated set like as far as the band is up and like up in the rafters and yeah everywhere it's a lot they have like a marquee up with the the host name Mm -hmm. and then kind of as time went it got more simple and then is now what it you know again for the past 13 years or whatever has Train been station. grand central and like very uh spacious and i think a great use of the space in general but yeah i would love to see a, a set change it would make me a little sad obviously because for the majority of my time watching snl it has been the same set yeah but i also the show is like in its purest form, something that changes and, and yep. that's why I love it. And I don't want it to always stay the same. Yeah. I want to, I want to tell my kids one day, well, you see where, you see where that, uh, you see where Jaden Smith is hosting the show over there. That used oh, wow. to be a train station. <laughs> <laughs> Jaden Smith will rule all over us all by like 2020. Yeah, or like when I'm when I'm in my 80s and I'm telling my kid like, see Northwest Junior there. (laughs) 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 The other night, Fram said, "Oh, I know, I love it." (laughs) Um, the other night, Fram said, "Oh, Seth Rogen and um, Jason Siegel and Jason Siegel are on." Uh, the late late show together tonight, and I was like, "Oh, that's so cool! That's fun!" And then later, he said, "Oh, there's a third guest with them." <laughs> I obviously immediately assumed that it would be another Freaks and Geeks cast member, and I was like, "Oh, who?" And he goes, "Jaden Smith," and I was like, "What?" It was weird. <laughs> That's not a good combination, Jaden Smith with those two. Or it could have been an amazing combination. I didn't watch, so who can? Well, who knows? It could have been them just making fun of Jaden Smith. We have no idea. It could have been uh, Jaden Smith. Man, what a dude! Scientology did a number on that family. <laughs> well, like last week, we have gone over the two-hour mark. So should we wrap yeah. things up here so that you can butcher Let's the show again? But the difference. Everything in this episode could actually stay in. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Mostly. Please, please do. People here like, oh, what? Two, a two-hour episode? That is not how long the episode was that got uploaded. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you cut my Ding Dong Daddy from Dumas again, it's going to be no, help. It's getting, it's going to be specially showcased, believe me. We're going to listen to it like right after yeah, this. Yeah, seriously. Okay. <laughs> Since our audio cut out during that time, we didn't get to enjoy it. I don't know if yes. we explained that. But yeah, our um, best headphones broke during the show. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't it know if you want to cut around. If you want to edit that out, but yeah, it will definitely yeah, maybe we'll maybe right after this dialogue right now we will insert the song. No, no. To take us out of the episode. Maybe we'll cut. Maybe we'll. we'll yeah, that could be our that could be our outro music. Yeah, or I could place it several times throughout the episode. I am as a commercial break of sorts. I'd love that. I'm gonna do that instead. <laughs> We need to record audio of us saying, all right, it's time for a commercial break. And then it immediately goes into Brendan singing Ding Dong Daddy from Dumas. <laughs> we'll be right back, Wonderful. everybody. <laughs> Perfect. Now, Bram, you do one. What? A throw to commercial. You know what we need to do is like, um, it's almost like like radio interstitials. Like you need, I need to be like, I'm Brenda Noel, and you're listening to the feature players. Perfect. <laughs> ah, we'll be right back with Al Franken. Oh, no. <laughs> Have you burned your your giant in the Senate copy yet? <laughs> well, I, I put it. I put it. Now that we're done with the podcast, I don't think that that that's warranted at all. <laughs> I put it back on the shelf. Let me tell you. Let me tell you that it's it was on my bedside table for a couple of months. It's and back on the shelf. Yeah. Put on. Put on pause. Put on. That's pause. good. That's yeah. probably wise. That's smart. I hope. In all reality, I read. I read somebody saying something really great. Uh, it's exactly how I feel about the situation, which is, I don't want Al Franken taken out of the Senate yet, but I do want him to step down in enough time. Or to say that he isn't running for re-election again in enough time for a woman to take his place yeah. and to plan a campaign and yeah. to replace him. If, if he's, you know, really the ally that I believe he is, if he really is the man that I believe he is, he will. Yeah, if he steps down. A woman get into, into, in place instead of, you know, instead of him. Yeah. And if he steps down now and they just like throw together a by-election next month. It will that's be not, a shit show. That's we, not good we for can't anybody. Do that. Most mm-hmm. people we, are most people are talking about Keith Ellison. We just we can't it, we can't lose. Well, he's already a congressman a Democrat right now. Yeah, <laughs> I know yeah, that yeah. that's like too yeah. Republican-y to say, but like we just can't lose a Democrat right now. That's just how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I I really would like him to not run again, but yeah, I yeah, I really believe he will do the right thing. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because well, he's not up for re-election again until 2020. Right. Mm-hmm. But but if he were if he announced now that he wasn't running again, yes, he, that's the, plenty of time for a woman to put together a campaign. Yeah, definitely. Yep. And he could take the opportunity to elevate that person. And I I don't know. That's you know that's in a perfect world. I said we ended the episode and that it would be off the record, but we actually didn't plug uh, Twitters or Gather whatever, all the so. women in Minneapolis or whatever the... I said, what is Minneapolis? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm, Brendan, I'm Brendan Noel, and you're watching Stuart Saves His Family. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Um, what a time. Oh, um, did you guys ever go to that public screening of Superstar? No, we didn't. No. Oh. 
Sadly enough, we the 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 tickets had to be picked up by four p.m. and yeah, Bram was working, and the uh, the friend we were gonna go with was not available at four, and so we were just like, "Well, I'll come over instead." But oh, okay. yeah, I wish that I wish we could have. Oh, okay, because yes, Bram did mention that uh, you were there was a possibility of that happening, and I said that's fine because I've never seen that movie. I just got a lead for next for the next. Uh guests we'll have on the show we'll, we'll discuss that next week nice yeah um so uh plugs twitter plugs at featured snl for the the show's twitter uh, brendan's live tweeting my That's twitter sweet. is at real brams sorry about that uh r-e-e-l-b-r-a-m-z uh Ooh. and uh yep 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 we're doing hard z yeah uh, and then uh is brendan <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Brendan D. Noel. But yes, definitely follow the show's Twitter account. If you are a uh, right-wing troll who happens to come across our timeline, I might pick on you uh, otherwise. And a right-wing troll who does not follow the show and is not asking for it also. <laughs> Brendan is delightful. Follow all the Twitters. Yes. And uh, Beth, Beth's tweeting appears in her head. Yeah, exactly. I think of tweets, laugh to myself, and move on. <laughs> and and I think her day to daily experience is better for that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, ha! I'm hilarious, and then I don't wait for other people to also say I'm hilarious. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you just know. I just know. I feel so confident. I've truly yep. never loved myself more than since I got off social media. Peace that sounds like a joke, but that is so damn real. <laughs> I recommend everybody take a couple of months off at some point or another. You don't have to stay off it forever, but just take a little break and see how you feel because you will be blown away. Follow us it's and then deactivate. It's possible. Really? It's, yeah. It I'm not familiar. Out, it turns out that when you are constantly looking at other people being funny and other people being pretty and other people being stylish and other people doing all of the wonderful things that they say they're doing, it makes you feel really bad whether you know it or not. And when you take that out of your head, your head goes, oh, I get it. I'm enough. And then you are happy. <laughs> Social media will be the death of us all. I'm going to have to take I miss it us. and we'll be eventually back. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not leaving anytime soon because There's, I fear missing out. Yeah, Bram's like FOMO. It keeps him going. I need the Trump oh, tweets. I was going to say, I know you're not because I know that Bram sits there and searches the hashtag Trump. Yeah, yeah. he is unlike anybody who has ever been born. He he has a stomach for it. He has a stomach of steel for uh, people's tweets. And I just don't. I search the more most horrific dark corners of the internet for just just plain bum. Just just bummers. Bummers? Just plain bummers. Bummers. I'm a ding-dong daddy from, from Domus. I'm a ding-dong daddy from Domus. And they always see me do my stuff. <laughs> oh, I want to let in. Bram just. Why is this happening? He's Googling lyrics. Not of TikTok uh, Daddy from Dumas, sadly. Oh, man. Why is this happening? Are you going to sing it or not? 
Get over now. Oh no. <laughs> well, you guys, we've got to wrap it up because I have to pee. We we'll we'll wrap up the show, and I'll say what's not a bummer is that uh, all of our American listeners out there are enjoying their Thanksgiving this week. And yeah, uh, happy Thanksgiving, guys. What what's happening in your household this week for Thanksgiving as an international couple? We are going. going to a friend's house and he is making a, a classic Thanksgiving dinner for me and his other American friend who is from Texas. And I'm going to make stuff too. And I'm really excited. That's awesome. He's going to guess soon, Brendan. So. Yeah, he's the greatest. It's Ben Harrison. I don't know if you follow him. Oh, there. okay. He's, uh, yes. He is the best and the sweetest and will be so fun on your show. I did not know he was American. He's oh, not. he's not. His friend from uh, from Texas is. Oh, right. So yes. He okay. He is making dinner for us because yes, he is. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, he and I, he and I had just had an exchange on Twitter about he's, the, whether or not we, we sold our Louis C.K. tickets. Oh, that's funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he knew and he sold and I said, I wish I had known. And then Melinda said, this is proof that I never listened to Adios Amigos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious because, yeah, I've been I've been on the Louis C.K. train for a while. <laughs> yeah, no, I That's clearly so I was like, I, I didn't listen to enough of them. And then she was like, well, the thing is, we've always recorded for like eight hours and there'd be like an yeah. hour of show. So it's always a wash of whether or not that actually made it into an episode. It's a really um, like it's a te- to me, the Adios Amigos, as it went on, is a testament to how I quickly developed as a as a podcast editor, because I cut out a lot from Adios Amigos and you can never tell. I'm so good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I love it. So I'm actually, I told Bram that I want to edit this episode too. Even the episodes I'm not on of you guys' show, I may end up editing. I'm all I, for it. Just don't, don't cut out my, uh, I won't, you know. I won't remove as much as I did on the auto zoom. goes, you guys like to leave the, leave the bits in and that's good. We do. All right. All right. Well that, that's the show everybody. And save our audacity. We're actually going to save it. <laughs> Yes, we're all going to save our audio this week and from from our lips to your ears, everybody. And uh, yeah, that's episode 34. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for giving me the best day of my life. Here's what he Googled. (laughs) It's happening. Uh, What's the one with tears? Oh my god, he's googling more. Uh, what is the one? You don't. Wow. This isn't necessary. <laughs> uh, and then you call me, and it's not so bad. It's not so bad. Oh my god. Okay. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you. <laughs> oh my god. It was a fifty-four, guys. That only gets better from here. (laughs) Stopping the audacity. Goodbye, everybody. Save it. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. I'm a ding dong daddy from Dumas, and you always see me do my stuff.